Charlotte Mason's approach to mathematics is so brilliant and very unique, and a big part of it is something called mental math. What is that? What does it look like? That's what we want to focus on today in the podcast. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Joining me today is Rochelle Babordina, and we are talking mental math today. Yes. Now, for those who that's a new term possibly, or those who just need some clarification, mm -hmm. what is mental math? All right. <laughs> so if you'll remember, we have a little rhyme, new review, and mental math too. These are the three components of Charlotte Mason math lessons. And mental math stands on its own, even though at this point, during arithmetic, our lessons are largely oral. Yes. And in any math lesson, our students are going to expend a lot of mental activity. So how does mental math stand on its own? Well, this is a five-minute time set apart where all of the manipulatives or everyday concrete objects are put away, and we're going to engage the child in lively, rapid questions that are within their scope of learning. Okay, you said rapid. How rapid? All right, so <laughs> rapid is definitely relative. It's going to, the mental math time is going to increase a student's ability to rapidly answer questions, but that's going to progress as the child progresses in their learning. So as in everything, we teach the child yes. and go at his pace, Correct. maybe just gentle, mm -hmm. you know, lean on the elephant type thing. <laughs> right. and, and you can watch your child just like when giving a dictation lesson. You can add in your pauses you can slow down, and you give the child the time they need to think and answer the question. Good. Okay. So why are we doing this? What's the purpose? Right. And I can see the benefits. As mm -hmm. you said, they're gaining some mental speed where, yes. where they can calculate quicker mm -hmm. over time at their own pace. Yes. But what else? What's the purpose of this? I'm sure, because Charlotte Mason usually has like 25 purposes right. for everything she does. <laughs> right, because these are methods that lay on top of principles yes. in the math lesson yes. and in any lesson. But we remember that Charlotte Mason favored the, the living math lesson for its ability to nurture good habits in our children. So that's one of the top reasons for mental math. So there are mental habits such as uh, attentiveness, yes. right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the big three right? yes. in habits. Right. We want um, careful execution. Yes. Um, some abstract thinking is going on here. Oh, yes, because um, they don't have the concrete manipulatives right. anymore. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's a good um, stepping stone between that concrete lesson going toward abstract thinking. Mm. And then she said that mental habits are going to lead the child into moral habits, which we might not think about in, in correlation to a math lesson, but independent, honest work yes. and accuracy yes. are two of these moral habits. Yes, that makes total sense. And even in a math lesson, I mean, it for the teacher, that can elevate this 15 or 20 minute time, mental math, five minute time, 
Yes. It elevates it in your head that it's not just, oh, here we go again, let's mm-hmm. do it. But there's a there's a real purpose yes. to it. Yes, Charlotte said that these habits are going to stay with the child throughout his or her life. Mm, mm. All right, so you said it's part of the lesson. Yes. Talk a little more about those specifics, like okay. where are we doing this? Okay. Does it have to be at the beginning of the lesson, at the end of the lesson, mm-hmm. another time? Does it always have to be at the same time as the lesson? Right. Do we have to be sitting in our little chairs? <laughs> you know, talk, talk, talk about the details here. <laughs> okay, Let's get the nitty-gritty. All, right. all right. So this can be given any time during the lesson when you see that your child's attention is waning mm. or maybe she's getting, she seems to be getting tired. And so we have that, you know, a change is as good as a break right. or a rest sometimes. Right. So we can switch to the five minutes of mental math and kind of freshen the child up. So it'd be like, okay, let's just set that aside for a few minutes yes. and we're going to do this now mm-hmm. and just kind of give them that little boost yes. of energy because it's mm-hmm. the rapid that makes your adrenaline go yes. when when you have that rapid. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yes, so it is a change or it can be given at the end of your math lesson as kind of this grand finale. Really kind <laughs> I love of, that. Yeah, a fun way to end the math lesson yeah. is with mental math. Now, if you've already lost your child before the time of the math lesson is up, then you can just save it for another time, or you can give more mental math at any time throughout the day. It can be during a walk, it can be around the dinner table, it can be, you know, if you're running errands, if you're in the car. So, so this five minutes of mental math can be given at different points. And I remember you talking about at some point your your kids were doing mental math with each other, or they were suggesting yes. it wasn't mm-hmm. all teacher-initiated, right. right? Right. So as teachers, you know, we can, we can have our book that has the mental math included, but it's a great idea to have your child make up his or her own questions and pose them to you. If you have multiple students, then they can pose questions to one another. Mm-hmm. Which is what my grandkids do. Yes. They, <laughs> you've seen the little video mm-hmm. with, I think she was six at the time, six and four at that time. And they're running around the kitchen island, and one of them dashes into the pantry, and the one running around the island gives the mental math problem, and the one in the pantry opens the door and pops out and gives the answer. <laughs> it's like, it's just part of their play. Right. It's and so wonderful. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. All right. So a lot of people are going to be saying, yes, but what does it look like? All right. So um, now these are always questions within the student's scope. So these are review. Yes. Things that they have already mm-hmm. mastered and the concepts of, yes. and they're just working on the memorization, I Mm -hmm. guess you would say, of recalling those facts quickly, right? Yes. It is within the student's scope, and so you could be actually doing a much more complex work in in your new section of the math lesson, Mm -hmm. but your mental math should be within their ability as you slowly climb with them up that that hill or that mountain. we could be using smaller numbers rather than larger numbers. So they could be, your student could be doing long multiplication, but their mental math might not include long multiplication. Okay, so clarify for me, because we've got our big three, new review and mental math too. Mental math is a type of review, but yes. what I'm hearing, and clarify this if I'm wrong, okay? What I'm hearing is 
we have our new concept, like if we're working on long division. Yes. But the review is going to be closer to that new concept. It'll be like just one step behind. Mm -hmm. Remember, we were doing this, and that leads to this, where the mental math can be anything back to the first book. Yes. Okay. But, you know, we don't want our child to be bored during the time of mental math, but it can be anytime. So definitely uh, reviewing multiplication tables, reviewing addition and subtraction in a little bit more lively, lively way than if they were doing, say, some written work. Yeah, and it's not just drill, you know, right. where, where I give, you know, six times seven, mm -hmm. nine times four. It, it is much more engaging than that, which is where we want the demonstration to come in yes. if I have the guts to do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which book are you pulling these so from? We're going you to... <laughs> so I have pulled mainly from, well, from book three because I want to give you all an idea of what a student, perhaps third grade student, uh, will be working with in mental math and just what their abilities are at this point. Okay, I think I can do third grade. All right, I we'll think. see. <laughs> at least the third book. All right. And do you usually start a timer when you're doing it, or do you just keep an eye on the clock? Mm -hmm. um, how does that work? So if we're outside or in the car, believe me, this can go on for much longer than five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> do you let it? <laughs> yes, as long as the children are engaged, we'll just keep going for it. Um, I remember there's a Parents Review article where the parent, where a parent had talked about how um, her husband said no more mental math around the dinner table because... <laughs> Because the children weren't actually eating their food. They were just having <laughs> fun just with mental that. math. That is so yes. fun. But during the lesson, we'll set a timer for five minutes. Okay. And I think it will surprise you at how long five minutes of mental math actually is. Okay. So I'll we're, set my timer. We're ready. Can I peek at the... No, I, I won't peek. <laughs> <laughs> I won't peek. All right. We've got our timer. And this might give our listeners a good opportunity to see what you do when somebody gets a mental math problem wrong. Right. <laughs> we'll see how this works. Yes. <laughs> Martin has four apple trees, two peach trees, and three pear trees. How many fruit trees has he? He has nine trees. Cosette picked seven pink roses and seven yellow roses. How many roses has she? Fourteen. Nick and his brother each checked six books out from the library. How many books were checked out in all? Twelve books. Now, let me ask this real quick. Mm -hmm. You can pause if you want to. Am I supposed to be giving the whole equation? At this point, you, don't, you can just give the answer. It's usually in the earlier years with the addition and subtraction when they're first learning okay. what that even means, that we want them to give the full answer. It will help them retain their facts. Okay, thank you. Lucy is eight years old, and her brother is two years older. How old is Lucy's brother? Ten. After paying five cents for a gumball, Abram has 20 cents left. How many cents had he at first? Oh, that's a good one. 25 cents. <laughs> good. Nine is how many more than four? Five. Six added to what number makes ten? Four. Eight added to what number makes thirteen? Five. Ten is how many more than two? Eight. Lydia rode her bike 12 miles in April and double that amount in May. How many miles did she ride in May? 24 miles. If you bike 8 miles in an hour, how many miles can you bike in 3 hours? 24. 
How many gumballs at five cents each can we purchase for 30 cents? Six. How many fours in 12? Three. How many inches make a foot? 12. If you divide a foot in half, how long will each half be? Six inches. What is one foot take away five inches? Seven inches. Good. How many inches added to three inches make a foot? Nine. These are what good. Are you? <laughs> if you subtract four inches from a foot, how many inches remain? Eight. How many half inches are there in one inch? Two. How many mm -hmm. half inches in three inches? Six. How many inches in a foot and a half? Ooh, 18. If you had 12 inches of ribbon and you cut it into three equal parts, how long will each part be? Four inches. How many two-inch pieces can you cut from one foot of ribbon? Six. Carl caught seven fish a day for four days. How many fish did he catch in all? 28. Two pepper plants each contain eight peppers. How many peppers altogether? 16. I see we can move on to something a little more oh, difficult. Now, don't, you know, don't <laughs> assume. <laughs> Keep it within the student's scope right. here. <laughs> An artist had 19 paintings and sold seven of them. How many had she left? Eight. No, 19 minus 7 is 12. <laughs> 12. Rachel had $20. She gave $5 to her brother and spent $4. How much had she left? $11. Liam has 23 miniature figures. He's painted 12 of them. How many has he left to paint? 11. Now we can move to some abstract or pure number. Okay. What, what is 3 taken from 5? 2. 3 taken from 12? Nine. Three taken from 77. 74. <laughs> Three taken from 34. 31. From 29. 26. From 48. 45. From 91. 88. If there are eight crayons in a box, how many crayons in five boxes? 40. How many legs have three kittens? Twelve. <laughs> How many legs have seven kittens? Twenty-eight. How many legs have ten kittens? Forty. How many legs have eight kittens? Thirty-two. How many ears have six dogs? Twelve. Two boys. <laughs> four. How many ears have three dogs and four children? Oh, goodness. <laughs> This is nice. Uh, 14. How many ears have five girls and four boys? 18. This two-parters. <laughs> These are so good. What is five taken six times? 30. Five taken eight times? 40. What is seven taken six times? 42, and that's my... <laughs> Yay! Saved by the bell! <laughs> good job. So I love how those were just multiplication, division, yes. addition, subtraction, but they really were engaging, and especially those two-parters. Mm -hmm. I assume you wouldn't do the two-parters for the younger grades, but up into 
third grade. In third grade, getting there. they will be there. And yeah. we didn't even get two fractions. You'll be doing mental fraction work in third grade as well. Yeah. Well, we did a little of it when we were taking yes. half inches and half of yes. this. But it was just that gentle introduction that Charlotte's mm -hmm. so good yes. at. And it really kept you on your toes. It too. did. It did. About... I'd say maybe about the four-minute mark, mm -hmm. my brain was kind of like, oh, this is getting hard. It's okay. It's okay. We're almost yes. done. Hang in there. And it, it, so I'm not saying it energized me, mm -hmm. but it did keep me on my toes. Um, it helped with perseverance um, yes. and focus, trying to pay mm -hmm. full attention. I will say if we had done this, now we're doing this in the morning. Yes. If we had done this after supper tonight... Mm -hmm. It would have taken me twice as long to answer each question, right. I think. <laughs> right, it probably wouldn't have been that fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is great. This is great. Thank you for this demonstration. It's, um, it's not something that I grew up doing in, in my I. education. Mm -hmm. We had timed worksheet drills, right, mm -hmm. you know, to review mm -hmm. our facts, and it was just pure number on those yeah. worksheets. But this is so much more engaging. Yes. I can see, too, how, how it's building a relationship here. Yes, it's building the child's relationship with the parent as well as a relationship with numbers. Instead of, here's your worksheet, setting the mm -hmm. timer, walking yes. away, there's no relationships mm -hmm. going on there. Yes. So this is fun. Yes. This is good. You can also see just how much that builds these good habits. Uh, one yes. of my favorite habits that Charlotte Mason mentions is steadfast thinking mm. and mental math is really good at building this steadfastness even with how you persevered you stayed steadfast yes and holding those numbers in your yeah. brain that yeah it all plays into it yeah. so many great habits mm -hmm. in a lively interesting engaging way building relationships five minutes a day you can do this all the yes. way up through 12th grade, right? Right. We can use a, a definite oral component no matter which, you know, the complexity or the branch of mathematics the and studying. where do people find these mental math equations, mental math mm -hmm. ideas here, concepts? So we have them throughout the Charlotte Mason Elementary Arithmetic Series, but you can get good at just whichever textbook you're using. You can start to look at, oh, these could actually be given orally. All of these questions could be given orally. Some textbooks do have them built in, even in, in trigonometry or algebra. They'll have an oral component built in. I love how in the Charlotte Mason Elementary Arithmetic Series that you wrote, mm -hmm. you have notes in there like if you don't get through all of these in the lesson just or if your student is already past this and you're mm -hmm. ready to move on just bookmark this page and come mm -hmm. back and use it for mental math yes. it's just of course that makes total sense mm -hmm. yes and if your children have already learned their math facts then you can book the bookmark those questions from from the table work and mm -hmm. use those for mental math as well yeah and i've been doing where i'll use those questions but i might change up you know, rather than how many kittens' ears, mm -hmm. I would say how many kittens' feet or how many tails. Or yes. So you can just tweak one word mm -hmm. here or there or tweak the numbers yes. and reuse them yes. as needed. When you twist and turn these questions, then it makes it even more fun. The child doesn't know what's coming. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to reuse mm -hmm. the same ones every time. Correct. <laughs> yes. Great. Thanks so much for helping us with mental math. Next mm -hmm. time I'm going to ask you the questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs>